0: Today's Sunday sermon has been made possible by the members of Southside Christian Fellowship Church and listeners like you. Thank you so much for your continued prayerful and financial support of this ministry. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and how to get involved or simply want to give a gift, please just go to our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net today.
1: You see, that's up to us as to whether we say I will take what God has said and I will apply it to my life. And I will apply it until my unbelief is turned around and it becomes belief. I ain't gonna hear what the Holy Spirit said. He's my teacher, he's my guide, he's my instructor. And the Bible said he will lead me into all truth if I will just listen to him.
0: As kids, most of us did things simply because the adults in our lives told us to do it. We didn't always worry about whether it would work out. We simply did because we trusted. And that childlike faith is what Jesus is asking us to bring with us to adulthood. When God tells us something through His Word, we should just trust and believe. Unfortunately, life happens and we begin to analyze everything. We begin to scrutinize every word of the Bible. In today's message, Pastor Annie Mason talks about regaining that childlike faith where we simply trust God because he said it.
1: Herman asked me on Monday, he said, Daddy, he said, why didn't you just name that sermon Childlike Faith? And I told him, I said, well, son, the reason I didn't call it Childlike Faith last Sunday is because Childlike Faith is unstoppable faith. Let me say that again. Childlike Faith is unstoppable. You cannot stop the faith of a child. And so we've been called into this place to have Childlike Faith. In Mark 10, 15, it says, Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed the children, laying his hands on them. I I said this last week, but I want you to understand that when he talks about entering into the kingdom, he's talking about entering into the realm of power, into the realm of power of freedom and of love. And so if you can only enter like a child, that means there's something got to transpire in our hearts that's different than what's happened to us in the past. And so he's called us into that. I said, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? He said, I want you to be childlike. And he reminded me of a story that I heard uh, two or three years ago. It was a praise and worship leader's little boy. And the little boy was seven years old. And he was riding the bus A private school. He was riding a, a bus, a private bus, and he began to pray in tongues. The little boy sat beside him and said, What are you doing? He said, I'm talking to God. He said, You're crazy. He said, I'm crazy, am I? He said, Can you raise the dead? The little boy said, No, I can't raise the dead. He said, I can. <laughs> he said, that thing you heard just then, he said that, he said, that's because the Holy Spirit's in me little boy looked at him and sat beside him and said, can I raise the dead? He said, if you'll receive the Holy Spirit. And so this little seven-year-old boy lays hands on him, prays for him, and all of a sudden, and he comes out, and he's filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues right there on the school bus. Those two are excited. The next day, they get back on the bus. Now both of them are praying in the Spirit. The guy, little boy, sat behind him and said, what are y'all doing? He said, we're praying in the Spirit. He just laughed. He said, y'all are crazy. And the other little boy looked back and he said, can you raise the dead? And uh, the boy said, no, I can't raise the dead. And both of them in unison said, we can. He said, what do you mean you can raise the dead? He we got the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And what you're hearing is the tongues coming out. And the little boy looked at him and said, can I raise the dead? He said, if you'll receive the Holy Spirit. And the two of them rubbed that blade their hands on him. Well, it wasn't too long. About three months later, the praise and worship leader, this man got a call from the school. And he thought, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. My son has stirred up a hornet's nest. The... Principal, they don't call them principals, but whatever the head guy is over private schools, headmaster, he said, What's going on with your son? And the praise and worship leader said, What has he done now? He, said, he hadn't done anything. He said, As a matter of fact, our school's in better shape than it's ever been. He said, But we can't get our kids to go out to the playground and play. He said, They go out there, but what they do is they sit around and they pray in this crazy language. Come on, give God praise. He said said the whole school's doing it. He said we have the best behaved school that we have ever had here. Amen. Come on, give God praise. Give God praise. Childlike faith. He didn't question it. He believed it. His mom and daddy told him if he received the Holy Spirit or his preacher told him that he could raise the dead. And so he just said I can raise the dead. I can raise the dead. Now that's childlike faith. Now, why, why do we want to have what do we want to have that's the childlike faith? You see, children are not jaded. We get jaded. We're skeptical. We're, we, we should be born in Missouri. You know what they say about people from Missouri? It's the show me state. You've you got to show me. Don't just tell me, show me what's going on. And even after you show people the Holy Spirit moving, they still don't believe. I'll give you one great example we got a telephone, I told this story the other day we got a telephone call one day about a young girl that had been in the back of an automobile she was 17 years old she had already received several offers to go play uh, college basketball and she was in the car and a gun went off and it blew her arm out and her daddy called and said the bone's missing where the the bullet went through and said we don't know what we're going to do said would you all come and pray and my daddy and I went and we laid hands on that little girl and prayed. And the next day, the doctors, call, I me. Mean, the, the dad called me and said, the doctors called up and said they made a mistake. They've x-rayed it again and the bone is there. Amen? Come on, give God praise. Give God praise. I'm telling you, they don't believe it. There are many that just will not believe. You got some that will, but most of them just say, I, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that. My mother one time, and I'm going to get off the stories, although I like telling them. My mother one time, you know, all this thing about your arms growing out and your feet growing out, they explained that away because they're skeptical. See, children are not that way. Well, all you've done is adjust your hip. And I did. I learned in the Boy Scouts how to do a thing where you where you put your hand up against the wall and you rub your elbow. And what happens is you lean this way and then you can't reach the wall. They say your hand's shorten. So I've heard all that mess before, you know, and, and so... They they say it's a trick and you've just adjusted and that foot didn't really grow out and all that other stuff. Well, my mama was having some trouble with her back. And so there's a guy that took her hands and put them together. And sure enough, one hand was about that much further than the other hand. And so he began to pray. And and as he began to pray, the hand that was longer started growing further. And mama said, no, 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 that's not what I want. And the guy said, well, wait just a minute. And all of a sudden this hand started growing and it wasn't long until they were equal. And, boy, and mama's back felt better and everything was going good. And uh, people said, well, your, your hand didn't really grow out. Your, uh, your back just adjusted. That's well and fine, except every one of mama's long sleeve shirts were now an inch short. Yeah. You know, they all shrunk all of a sudden. You see, that's what happens. Childlike faces, I believe that. Skeptics say, nah, God's not still doing that. God's still doing that. God's still healing. He's still raising the dead. There are probably more miracles going on right this minute than happened during the time of Jesus. But because of our skepticism, we hear about them and we say, well, those are just third world countries. And they're, they're, they're easily swayed. would to God, we would be easily swayed and believe that the Holy Spirit that abides in us is the same Holy Spirit that came on the day of Pentecost. That filled him with this, this overflowing presence. And when they began to speak, they didn't speak out of their own knowledge. They spoke out of the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit spoke, everybody gives Peter credit. Can I tell you, it was not Peter that preached that day. It was the Holy Spirit of God that preached that day. And when the Holy Spirit preached, 3,000 people got saved. Come on, give God praise. Childlike faith says, God said it, and I believe it. You know, there was a bumper sticker one time that said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. The only problem with that is take the I believe it out. God said it, that settles it. Whether you believe it or not, God said it. Now, whether you reap the benefits of that is dependent on whether you receive what God said or not. You see, that's up to us as to whether we say, I will take what God has said and I will apply it to my life. And I will apply it until my unbelief is turned around and it becomes belief. We are so afraid of that word of hurting somebody's feeling and tell them they they don't have enough belief going on. Jesus did not have any problem telling people they had a little faith. Not because he was mad at them, not because he was upset with them, but he wanted them to grow in their relationship with the Holy Spirit of God and he wanted to see the manifestation of this love that he had, this compassion that he had come forth. You see, Jesus' blood paid for you, body, soul, and Spirit. The Bible says by his stripes we are healed. But before that, he said he was wounded for our transgressions, for our sin. He was bruised for our iniquity, for our rebelliousness. Anybody here ever been rebellious? Don't lie, you'll go to hell. (laughs) He said, the chastisement of my peace. What? Where is peace found? In the realm of the soul. And so he's healed me from my sin and my spirit. He's healed me in my soul from my tragedy and my heartbreak. He's healed me. He has healed me in my body because by his stripes I am healed. Body, soul, and spirit. Come on, give God praise. Jesus is worthy to be praised. Childlike faith said Isaiah said it. Peter repeated it. God released it. and I'm going to take it until it becomes mine. You see, you, can't take, you cannot hold something until it becomes yours. You can't hold it in your heart because the doubt and the unbelief keeps coming in on top of you. And you keep saying, you keep being this skeptic. And God says, we need to get rid of skepticism. And I'm not telling you to be gullible. I don't want you to believe everything that I say. I want you to get in the word and see what God says. If you just say what God says, you don't have to ever say what I said. Does that make sense to you? I want you to grab hold of that. The second thing I want to tell you about uh, about children is that they trust their parents. Even bad parents. They trust their parents. I never will forget when Eddie was little and he couldn't swim, he would run to the deep end of the pool and he would jump in. You had to watch him like a hawk because when he jumped in, he knew he couldn't swim. What he would do, he would jump in and throw both hands up and wait till somebody came and saved him. And he did it over and over and over again. I want you to understand the spiritual principle. Jump in, lift up your hands, and say, Jesus saved me. Amen? Come on. Come on. That's where we need to be. We need to be at that place. And you know what? My grandson had enough confidence in his family that he knew somebody was coming in that water to take him out. And so he went in the deep end. Now understand this, children can drown in deep water. He wasn't even flapping. He was not struggling. He wasn't trying to get out. He was just going down and grinning from ear to ear. Would to God we could jump in the water and grin ear to ear and say, Jesus, you got it. Come on, give God praise. Just give him praise. Childlike faith. Childlike faith. Now, they get a little older, they're not quite as easy to do that. They're waiting for the punchline. We don't want to be like that. We want to be like children that have entered in the kingdom of God into the domain of power, the domain of love, the domain of compassion. We want to understand our God from that perspective. Matthew 17, 20 said, For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Now, you know the difference between an adult and a child? Adults go, Well, let me analyze this, and let me go back into the history of the etymology and discover what that word mountain means. Let me see if I can understand what he was trying to say. You know what a kid would do? Mountain be gone. Mountain be gone. It's time we start saying something to our mountains. He didn't say to analyze it. He didn't say to intellectualize it. He didn't say to think about it. He said say something to it. Come on, we need to speak to the mountains in our life and tell them to get out of the way. They have no purpose. They have no place in our life. If it's a mountain sin, if it's a mountain of debt, if it's a mountain of transgression, I don't transgression. I don't care. You start speaking to it, and that mountain's got to move. Come on. If it doesn't, you go back until you get enough faith until you move the mountain. Okay? If God said it'll move, it'll move. Let me tell you that again. If God said the mountain will move, it will move. The problem is not God. The problem is not the Word. The problem is that the faith and the Holy Spirit has been so diluted that we are not in a strong position. And I'm not fussing at anybody today. I'm right there with you. I want more of him. I want to know the Holy Spirit better than I've ever known him in my entire life. I want the Holy Spirit moving in me, on me, and through me. For truly I say to you, and you say, you say, you say, you say to this mountain. People say, shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I heard one guy said, said, you know, God." he was talking about how loud everything was, and he said, God is not deaf. (laughs) Neither is he nervous, folks. And if you read the book, he's loud. The Bible says his voice thunders. It's just like many rushing waters. If you've ever been to uh, Niagara Falls, you get very close to it. You can't even hear yourself because the sound will just absolutely deafen you to everything that's around you. So I want you to know that when God says speak, he means speak. I never will forget, my daddy used to pray all the time in the bathtub. He didn't take baths anymore. He'd take showers. But he'd be praying in the bathtub, and all of a sudden you'd hear him, Satan, get behind me. You're not going to do that to me. i go is Satan in the bathroom with my daddy? <laughs> no, he was in his thought life. And he was rebuking out loud what he was thinking. He's called into this place. Children are not skeptical. Children trust their parents. Children have a teachable spirit. Listen to this. Now, Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. What? Some of them had been John's disciples. Some of them had already known how to pray. But there was something about the way that Jesus prayed that they wanted to know. And they were constantly asking Jesus. They constantly said about the parables, we don't understand that. And he would go and explain it to them. Like little children, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me, teach me. Let me tell you the difference between a disciple and a Pharisee. A disciple says, teach me, and a Pharisee says, I know it. The I know it spirit has no place in the kingdom of God. The the place says, I come in, I have a teachable spirit. I'm gonna hear what the Holy Spirit said. He's my teacher, he's my guide, he's my instructor. And the Bible said he will lead me into all truth if I will just listen to him. But I gotta have a teachable spirit. I can't have a rebellious spirit against the Holy Spirit. I have to be willing to submit to what he says do and to walk that out. Does that make sense to you today? Mark 9, 23, and Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible. For one who believes immediately immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to you, mute and deaf spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse so that most of them said he is dead. Now let me tell you something about all these people tell you about peaceful deliverances. I believe in peaceful deliverances. The scripture said he spoke to the spirit and that man convulsed, and trembled terribly. And the spirit came out. It said he looked like he was dead. But Jesus took him by the hand. Lifted him up and he arose. And when he entered the house his disciples asked him. Turn to your neighbor and say, ask. This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. He told them. He said man you got to go to prayer and fasting. You got to go to a different realm. The strength of the enemy was greater. In other words, you brought the kingdom to bear, but you didn't bring the fullness of the kingdom. If you're going to bring the fullness of the kingdom, those demons cannot stay. These are disciples. These are men who walked with him. These are men that had seen miracles, that had done miracles. And all of a sudden, they couldn't cast it out. And rather than getting all up in the mully grubs and getting to this point of skepticism, they rather went and said, okay, Lord, why couldn't we do that? And he told them. And if he told them, he'll tell us. He will bring us into that point. And so we have to have a teachable spirit. And then finally, I want to bring you one more. Children are loyal to their parents. Well, Eddie, I know that. Luke 18, 8. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And my Bible, that's written in red. Jesus makes this statement. He said, will I find faith when I return to the earth? I'm going to submit to you, if you don't come as a little child, you won't be faithful at the time of his return. You see, the faith of a child perseveres. The faith of a child is perfected in love. The faith of a child is patient. The faith of a child finds what it's going after. Do we have that childlike faith? we're encouraged over and over the Lord knows what 2020 is going on I want to encourage you to be like Eddie jump in with both feet throw your hands up and say Jesus this year sucks thank you for saving me in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation amen yeah come on give God praise Give God praise. (laughs) See, that's why it's so important we develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Faith comes by hearing. We've got to be able to hear. There's got to be an increase in our faith. We're not in in the level that we need to be in. We need to see increased faith. We don't need to get all worried about, well, somebody's not going to see me as holy. Well, don't worry. They don't anyway. What I want you to do is tell them, say, I want more of the Holy Spirit. I want more of God. I want more of you, Lord. Not I just want more power. I'm going to tell you, I've been guilty of praying for more power, more power, more power. Power follows the Holy Ghost. These signs shall follow them that believe. And so I want to know you more. All that other stuff, it'll take care of itself. People will be healed. People will be raised from the dead. People will be saved. Their great harvest will take place. The the revival that we want to happen, it happens as we draw near to God. I'm getting excited. Can you all tell? I just know that this one that God has sent said, I've taken up residence inside of you. Little children, they just want to know how Jesus can hide in their heart. But they believe it from start to finish. Grown ups are not sure whether Jesus really abides in their heart or not. And I'm not talking about in the spiritual sense, I'm talking about in the reality of who He is inside of who we are. We're not summoning the Holy Spirit down, although we use that terminology sometimes. We're releasing the Holy Spirit that is within us. We are the temple. Of the Holy Ghost, turn to your neighbor and say, you're the temple. There's one church, and it's not Southside Christian Fellowship. It's one universal church. It's not Greek. It's not Gentile. It's not Jew. It's not male. It's not female. It's not slave. It's not free. It is one man under the headship of Jesus Christ, united by the blood that was shed on the cross, empowered by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. I'll just keep on and on and on.
0: You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you're loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May
1: the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you that the Lord will lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake
0: you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.